All right, we're recording. Uh. Sub no. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Text. Yep. Where we take our group texts and bring them to real life conversations. I'm one of your hosts, a.k.a. Tommy Ain't Got No Job, a.k.a. We Got Emmys, a.k.a. We Got Grammys, a.k.a. Producers Produce. Hey, this is the smug dude. Love at first smug. The storyteller. And Lil Keynote. <laughs> Boy. You know, they say, you know they say you're not supposed to give your own self nicknames, y'all. Hey, man. I'll be Lil Kino. I'm Lil Kino from now on. Just call me it. Call, call me LK. Hey, all right, all right. Call me LK. Uh, who is your crew? Uh, who are you? I know you got some shout outs. Uh, I know I see you only, have some shout outs. Only shout out this week is to our new favorite podcast, Million Dollars Worth of Game. Oh, congrats to them. Yeah, congrats to them. Bam was just signed a $100 million podcast deal. Yeah, I'm a little afraid to do what it takes to get a $100 million <laughs> podcast deal. Man. I, you know, it's funny. I've never actually watched like a full episode of that joke. So I don't even know what they... I mean, I, I've seen like clips of them, you know, but I don't really... Never watched a full episode. So but, so they talk uncensored. Um, right. It's like, you know... Like they would if they were, you know, face to face or, you know, wherever they are, the bar, just yeah, in the living room at their house, yeah, in their neighborhood, yeah, they they just uncensored, like it's crazy, yeah. Well, and they interview they, uh uh celebrities, like well, you know, uh, hip hop culture, like rappers, and, right? Uh, really, a lot of rappers. Yeah. Well. If any of the rappers want to come on unlimited text, let us know. We only need a hundred man. You know, we'll we'll take a we'll take a fifty million dollar deal. Man. Speak for yourself. I want a hundred. <laughs> yeah, so, but you said you don't want to talk the way they talk. Yeah, you know? so that's why we might only get fifty. Yeah, you know? I'm gonna chill like I'm gonna do tonight. I'll just sit back. I'm gonna let you score. Right. I'm gonna let you score eighty tonight. You can be like uh, like Cole. I appreciate that. Where can they find us? We on Spotify. Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Pod Chaser, Unlimited Text, Pod at gmail.com, Unlimited Text Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Question of the week Have you ever wanted to be on a game show? And if so, which ones? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I, I can go first. All right. Which one? Uh, I wanted to go on Wheel of Fortune. That's my favorite game to play at the casino. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, probably want to take my family on Family Feud. And back in the day, when we was younger, it was this joke called, oh, I do the prices right too. And then back in the day, when we were younger, it was this joke called Double Dare. I don't want to do that too. Um, yeah, I said I was thinking with Vanna White, Will and Fortune, right? Um, I I probably more than anything would have done Price Is Right. I used to watch that. Like, 
Yeah. I watched Wheel of Fortune too, but Price is Right came on during the day. Right. Wheel of Fortune was at night. Um, but Family Feud, I liked it, but I never really thought about if I wanted to be on there or not. I don't Come think on, so. Man. Nah, for Come real. On, I don't think I ever wanted to be on Family Feud. Uh, I I didn't. But Come on. definitely. You got to take the family with you, yeah? No doubt. I hear you. Wheel of Fortune and uh, Price is Right for me. A Young A Young So it's a lot of A Young to unpack <laughs> I got my popcorn ready for the, for the night No, man. it's just a lot of A Young So <laughs> I got a couple I even thinking about, man The Like The villages in Africa Man, they gonna be sized they gonna be set because they, you know, they, they burning the Yeezy stuff. They giving it away. It's crazy. I wonder if they're gonna send it to Africa. Like you know how they take the Super Bowl stuff, like right. you know the how they the pre team. they pre print yeah. everything and they take the uh, losing team stuff and they send it to to uh, you know third world countries and stuff. I wonder if they're gonna do that to. I think we're gonna talk about Yeezy later, but. Or Kanye or Ye, whatever whatever he goes by. Um, but I was thinking about that just a little bit ago. That uh yeah, they're gonna be they gonna have what well, them shoes cost how much? Three, four, five hundred dollars? Man, you asking the wrong person. I ain't I ain't never looked at buying none of them junks. So I literally have no idea. All right. But the real A Young goes to my son. <laughs> I can't believe he's in the ninth grade. My man's about to go to his first dance. We had a bit of a disaster tonight because he go he gets the pan his his pants back from the cleaners because he had them altered. Right. My he he got the legs tapered on him. Uh oh. Man, they look like he looked like a ballerina. <laughs> like you know, or, 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 or I apologize, a ballet dancer. You know how MC Hammer. Right. Had the balloon pants where they real skinny, like from the sort of the knee down. Right. And like balloon pants kind of wide at the top. So the seamstress, she uh she didn't take it from the, the top, from the waist down, uh, or the hip, I guess if that's what you want to call it, all the way down to the ankle. Right. She really just started kind of like at his above his knee, like under his calf. So that was an issue. Uh, there, there's there's a lot going on, man. There's 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 a lot going on in here. We don't we're not quite sure if he's got a date or not. <laughs> <laughs> he says it, it, if she comes, she comes. If she doesn't, she doesn't. I'm like, man, I don't know. We oh, I, I, a friend, I mean, a friend. And so I just remember being in high school and. You went to a dance or something like that with a young lady. You get like a corsage, or you at least the the parents connect somehow. Right. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I I don't know what's going on. I'm telling him he's getting catfished. To be honest with you, because he he's I I don't I don't think they've ever met. Uh, I already I already told him. I already told he 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 on standby to be on the Wellington next week, man. Yeah, so I man, young, I don't know what's up with with what he's got going on. He got a 
good little pregame situation going on with dinner and pictures and you know uber black to the uh to the event and all that good so, stuff so so he's meeting a girl at the restaurant meeting her at the school for the dance so they go to the oh, school okay so they, they go into the locked, restaurant get, yeah so the boys because my son goes to a, uh an all-boys school and they uh his friends they're gonna all meet at this restaurant i think there's only two of them out of out of eight of them that are hooked you know that are connecting okay eight of the boys that are you know uh freshmen in the school it's a freshman dance it's not for the whole school it's a freshman dance so I think it's like eight of them that are meeting at this restaurant and uh, getting transportation to the dance. And so I think only like two of them have friends or they don't call them dates. They call them friends Okay, that are coming. So the friends, I think, know each other. So my son and another kid is kind of double dating. It's, it's crazy. I can't wait for them to unpack all of this on me. And... <laughs> So he was like, we decided not to have them meet us at the restaurant because it would be awkward and weird because they would be the only two girls there. Okay. Um. So we just going to hang out with our boys and we're going to meet them at the dance. And I mean, I don't know how they do that. I think All he, right. I think he bought her a ticket. It's my understanding. He asked if he, if we could reimburse him if she doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> It's bad. There's there's so much going on here. Yeah, yeah. He 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 tell yeah, he already I already got him on the agenda next week for the Wellington. So. My my man got a belt that costs more than his entire outfit. Um, yeah, he just yeah. My 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 man's got a lot going on. So I'll tell he probably will be the A Young next week. Yeah. And it sounds like he might be the Wellington Park. Yeah, yeah. I, if she if, if she don't show, he he on standby as the Wellington, yeah. Uh-huh. G-G, G-G, G-G. G-G, yeah. G-G, yeah. Hey uh, this would have should have been a uh I wasn't even paying attention and they showed this story the other day and it was on the news. So in China they still ain't messing around with COVID. As part of China's zero-tolerance COVID policy, they now have isolation boxes at the airport. If you test positive, they place you in one and take you away to a quarantine camp. Yeah, so the video I saw, it's like a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a trailer, but it's smaller than a trailer. And literally, and they showed this dude, he tested positive, and he put him in this box, (laughs) and it was like, eight Bama's in like uh, them beekeeper suits and they was pushing them through the airport, right? Like they had like sirens on the junk and everything, right? So they pushed them through the junk and then they cut away and the next scene, it was this big ass yard of all of these like little trailer junks, man. So in China, you get that junk, they put you in a box and, and they put the you in this, and they put the trailer you in park. trailer park basically, yeah. I was like, damn, they going hard, yeah. Cause the way they the video the way they shot the jump, they was like pushing dude through the dudes as it was. Luggage like, and all of that, man. Yeah, nope, nope, nope. You out of there, dog. No questions asked. Yeah. Wow. That jump was and then they showed, like I said, they showed them at they didn't show the dude, but they just showed like the aerial shot. 
of the trailer park, man, it was hundreds of these things. And you guys stay in that joint till you test negative. Wow. So we be complaining over here about going places sometimes you might still see a mask, yeah. Don't go to China. They not playing. I couldn't imagine. I test. And you like, <laughs> you try to run away. Nah, <laughs> when nah. you see the test score, they probably won't even tell you that. They just be like, sir, you have to come with me. Yeah, the dude, I, th- I think they just bring the machine. And that's the joke. They had the box like on wheels, yo. And that joke was hilarious, yo. But yeah, I don't think I don't think they give you no uh no warning. I think they just come snatch you, yeah. like yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yes, Mister uh, Mister Smug dude, uh, can you can you step over here real quick? And then and then ten days later, I'm I'm laid <laughs> up in the trailer. You just in a you just in a trailer somewhere in a park. You don't know. I I, I guess they. I don't know. I don't know what they leaving with. Like you said, they get their bag or their phone or nothing. Yeah, you just at you least just give me my, you just escorted away. Yeah. At least give me my phone and my and a charger. <laughs> you just escorted away. Yeah. Phone and the charger. If I got that, I think I'll be be okay for for ten days. Probably not. Yeah. But like, man, that that's crazy. I I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I, I saw I'm the not video up on that. Yeah, I I didn't know they were still doing that jump, but yeah, they they not playing over there. So, uh, in in the D.C. area, nearly one point five million employees in the D.C. region are teleworking. On a typical workday, that amounts to 44% of all workers in the D.C. region working from home, five times higher compared to 2019. Now, I wonder how they do these kind of percentages because, I mean, we work in businesses that allow you to work from home, but like you can't work from home in the grocery store and McDonald's and all those different places. So to say that 44% of all workers in the D.C. region are working from home, that don't just seem like that's that seems too high. Mm. Uh, mm. could be. A lot of a lot of uh, lot ton of white collar. And yeah, I know. Government, but still, a lot of the government still working remotely. They're trying to get them to come back in, but uh, yeah, downtown. I I I don't know. Forty four is a little high, but I I don't think it's like uh. It's an outrageous number. I don't think so. Well, they saying working from home has Americans spending 60 million fewer hours commuting to work every day. And they said the benefits are people are spending more time sleeping and especially younger Americans are spending more time exercising and hanging out with friends. So the benefits of it, more sleep, more exercise. Hey, I know we doing our little challenge junk. That's that's definitely the case. Yeah, I'm probably in. A, I'm, man, I'm not gonna hit a hundred this month. Yeah, I know. I might actually. I, I might go out there and do make it do what it do. Yeah, might walk it's, walk it's, twenty it's tomorrow. It's close because it's only like four days. Is it four no. days left? Yeah. So so my saving grace is I think my kids want to go trick or treating. Uh, so I'm gonna park as far away as I can at this neighborhood that we usually go to. Oh, they might get the A young. Yeah. Your son wants to go trick or treat. He getting the A young for that. Yeah, young. they always like to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He said <laughs> he he uh what did he he said he wanted to uh, who he want, I can't remember who he said he wanted to dress up as. Cause he was going. They give you extra credit. I think like five points in one of his classes. 
Okay. If the, if he wears a costume to uh to school. <laughs> and so for you know, in my neighborhood, we don't really have that many uh any many houses on the street. Right. So it's not really good for uh trick or treating, but my my in-laws, they live uh brother and sister-in-law and my nieces and nephews, they they live the next neighborhood over. Okay. So we always go over there and have dinner and hang out and stuff. And I don't think we did it last. I don't we I don't think we've had Halloween for a couple yeah. couple years yeah. now. They might have gone out there with a mask last year. I can't remember, but I got a feeling this year it's gonna be no holes barred as it relates to Halloween. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um so inflation, like you're talking about inflation is forcing over half of Americans to look for second jobs. And, you know, little keynote speaking to some students last night. Right. And I was asking them, uh, one of the questions that I asked them is like, you know, do you have any, any two of the questions. So the first question was, uh, what are your current, like, what are you currently excited about? Like what excites you? And then I ask, um, do you have any fears? And like, you know, if so, what are your, what's your biggest fear? So one of the young ladies had just got a job, a high paying job too, at a, at a, at a really big organization. Okay. And she said her biggest fear was getting uh, laid off. Right. So she's worried about that before she even starts the job. Right. Because she did, uh, she did an internship uh, this summer at another major company. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't hire her because they had a hiring freeze. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying, like, you know, even though she took that job, it jaded her. And she's she's worried because she's afraid that she might get laid off. That's crazy, right? Man, they just, your man, Elon, they said just bought Twitter. And he said he laying off 75% of the Twitter people. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, and, and I saw Deutsche yeah. Bank was about to uh, lay off like nine thousand people world, worldwide. Right, it's a lot of jobs. Yeah, they're gonna have to go. To, we talked about Detroit last week. They're gonna have to go to Detroit. It's eleven thousand jobs available in Detroit. Man. Well, I don't think these people that are leaving, yeah, they, leaving Twitter and places like they that. Ain't they going to Detroit. Yeah, I mean, they, I did. I don't think they have a choice, but yeah, they're they not, to Detroit. They're not going to Detroit. So, so second jobs is what they're saying, huh? Yep. It's you know, you know, like right after uh COVID, like almost every restaurant or like fast food place or Starbucks you went to, they all had like hiring junks. I don't see that junk as much anymore in no kind of places. Oh yeah, you talking about like the bonuses and we're yeah, hiring and yeah, I don't see that as much anymore. So even if you're looking for a second job, you know, and then ain't mean you can just go get you an easy job at McDonald's. Yeah, I think they they're like at this point, like we don't even want to advertise that we're looking for help because the help that we got wasn't really even trying to trying to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like during during the pandemic, it just you you could it it didn't bring out the best people to uh to perform those jobs. Right. So maybe that's what it is, because um, so many companies have been burned and their reputation is uh, has been at risk and on the line. I'm not sure, but yeah, I don't see it that often either. I'm not, I'm not seeing these because they used to have it like uh, uh, posters and 
even yeah, on little billboards like twenty five hundred dollar bonus here or a thousand dollar bonus or five hundred bonus, right? Or X amount of dollars per hour. I would see that, but that I think we talked about this last week. But yeah, they talking about this is a white collar recession that's about to happen. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, the thing is, you know, McDonald's and all of them Johns are always going to need employees, huh? Yeah. No question. No question. Restaurants are, I went to uh, this one restaurant that's usually like jam packed tonight to get some, uh, some, some takeout tonight. Mm -hmm. And uh, I only saw like two tables uh, that had, you know, had people sitting down. Right. Service was still good. They had, you know, they had some servers there, but uh, you know, uh, businesses are hurting. Like I noticed. So, we uh from you know those those uh wholesale places right like uh you know uh Costco and BJ's and places like that right so we usually get um eggs um i think i think it's like 24 eggs or something like that mm-hmm. so two dozen and so the eggs we get they used to cost about $6 like 5.99 they cost 7.99 now same exact eggs, same packaging, same hmm. everything. Sound went, like some Doritos. They man, went up $2. Sound like some Doritos. Exactly. Well, they didn't take the eggs out of the pack. They didn't give us 18 eggs now. Uh, you we still better make tw- sure. We're still getting 24 eggs. Better make sure. Everything is the exact same except might, for the price. Might be 23 eggs. They just ain't tell you, man. Yeah. I've, it, so many businesses are going up on their prices. Uh, you know, yeah, this inflation thing is is definitely a real thing. I'm saying that's what this is all about, right? So, uh, we're two weeks away, November eighth, from uh, election day. Uh, depending on where you are in the country, where you're listening. You probably already did some early voting or vote by mail. So uh, obviously one of the big issues still in the election is the uh, big lie about uh, the election being stolen in 2020. And part of that has been the big push against uh, early voting and voting by mail. Now I voted by mail for about 15 years now. And man, I don't know what the hell people be complaining about. So Depending on where you are, and pretty much everywhere now, not only do you have, you know, you're voting for president, governor, senator, congressperson, you also got to vote for, you know, your city council, your judges, your attorney general, all of these things. And then you also have usually have, like, different measures that you got to vote for. So I think our ballot was, it was like 12 pages, right? Now, imagine you show up on election day and you got to vote 12 pages. So this is why I don't understand why they pushing against voting by mail and early voting. So what I was able to do was because my ballot came to my home. I was able to spend about two hours on a Saturday. Literally going through the ballot and being like, OK, people I hadn't even heard before races, I had really hadn't paid any attention to. Like, obviously, you know, all the big the big ones, governor, senator, et cetera. But you know, like I said, it's a lot of things that matter that we take for granted, like attorney, state attorney general, 
your judges or whatever. So I was literally able to go through and do research on every one of those uh, people on the, on the ballot. So I was literally making some informed decisions, which to me, it seems like that would be what we would be trying to promote with voting. Right. Because majority of the time you go in and you vote, if you're a Democrat or Republican, you just go straight down the line, hitting D, 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 R, 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 whatever. And then it's measures. And the measures are written. They're always so confusing. It's like, am I voting for giving more funding to the school? Or am I not voting? Because it's like, yes on this equals no on that. They make it so confusing. So again, I was able to spend quality time with my ballot and actually understand the things that I was uh, do research on the candidates and all the different measures and actually felt like I was really informed on what I voted for. So I don't know why anybody would be against that kind of, I mean, it seems like to me, like with the election, you know, a lot, you know, I take, we take for granted, people take it for granted that people have jobs that allow them to go stand. You know, they had in Atlanta, I think in 2020, they were talking about people were standing in line for eight hours to vote. Now everybody ain't got a job that you can go stand in line for eight hours. And the fact of the matter is like, Voting shouldn't be hard. I mean, voting shouldn't be trying to get tickets to a Chris Rock concert. Like we we should make it easy. Like everybody should have early voting. Everybody should have vote by mail because the object of voting should be getting the most votes. So the more people that can vote, the more we get a better consensus of, you know, and even if you don't agree with the consensus, the more people you have, the large percentage of voting in this country are non-voters. And again, some people are just, you know, apathetic and don't care. But I think a lot of it is they do make voting in some places very hard. Like, I mean, I know like in 2020, there were people in D.C. I knew who went to their school. They've been voting at for 20, 30 years and they showed up on Election Day and that place wasn't a voting. uh, You couldn't vote there anymore. Now, does that mean they didn't they missed some information? They didn't pay attention to an email or pay attention to it. Probably they missed it. But again, it's like, why are we closing down? So then these people, because my boy that was there, there was a lot of old people there. And they were basically like, man, you know, like I walked up here and like, oh, so this place is now 15 blocks away. Like, yeah, I'm going home. Like that shouldn't, voting shouldn't make people want to be like, I'm going home. That should not be anybody's thought about voting. Like, man, I ain't doing this. I'm going home. We 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 not doing voting right. That's 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 what we making citizens do. What y'all doing, Maryland? I was like, you finished. I was like, move you on know. to the next one. Nah, I was, I, you know, I'm just saying what we do. Vote by mail, brother. I I vote by mail now. Yeah. Uh, we used to go. It's always been pretty easy for us. We go to the same okay. place every time. It was a. When we when we lived somewhere else, it was a, a like a elementary school, and we would go there just either before work, uh, after work, or like you know if we were working from home or whatever, just pop in. It wouldn't take us hardly any time. The time where I saw the lines were the longest ever were in the evenings. Mm-hmm. The mornings were fine, uh, but the evenings is when the longest lines were because you know you you got. Uh, from from the time people get off until the polls closed, right? You know they're waiting, right? And they're trying to trying to get in there. Uh, where we live now, the place where we vote, same thing. 
you can get in and out of there for the most part. But it's very convenient to uh, to vote by mail. You just fill it all out. I go to the drop box down the street for us, and I just drop it in that in that in that box. It's the greatest thing, man. I yeah, mean, and just... I do spend a lot of time, uh, a good bit of time, like uh, thinking and talk. You know, I talk right. to my wife about uh, candidates and. You know, I'm looking at it to see who I missed and what I missed. Like you get in the uh in the in 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 the voting booth. And I mean, like honestly speaking, you, you just try and get in and out of there. That's what I'm saying. You try to be standing up all night looking at it. <laughs> right. And then then you get to like think about who you could be voting for. Like when they tell tell you like in the box, you know, uh there's like maybe six candidates and you can choose three. Right. You know, or you can choose all three of the three and you just like, all right, well, I'm just going to choose all three just because it says so. I don't even know right. who these people are, <laughs> right, but I'm right. just choose all three. But, you know, maybe you should only choose one of them. Maybe only one of them is more qualified. Right. So I say all that to say um, this. Op- this does give you the opportunity to do more research. Um, and, yeah, it should be easy. It should be easy for everybody to vote. Cause the more the, the the easier it is, the more people will vote. Cause I yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I pro, I, I, don't, I would have a hard time standing in line yeah. for eight hours. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, them people, I'm gonna say it, they better than me. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I plus I'm spoiled now because I haven't stood in line. I haven't stood in line since Obama's election, Obama's first election. I haven't stood in line since since '08. So, yeah, if I had to go stand in line for eight hours down, nah. But again, like I said, I just don't understand why we make voting. It shouldn't be hard, man. And the fact of the matter is, I don't, honestly don't know why they've never changed it from like a Tuesday or something. I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's, if voting was on a Saturday, would, would that be better? Would it just be more people? I don't know. It just, voting should, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those rights, man. Like, it should be made easy. Like, I, I don't know. But, you know, one of the big things in this election also is that everybody is talking about, uh, you know, as we've talked about inflation and gas prices. And, you know, I was thinking about it because, you know, there's so many other things going on in the country and you have, you know, yeah, you have somebody that we've talked about before, Herschel Walker, who doesn't really appear to uh, know anything and doesn't really appear to have a plan for anything. But I think one of the things is that, and maybe I'm looking at it from the view of, you know, I'm, a, you know, we're a little spoiled in the sense that, right, if the gas prices go up 30 cents, that's really not affecting my life, right? But there are a lot of people in America who, if the gas prices go up 30 cents, it really does affect. If they were spending, you know, 20 five dollars a week on gas and now gas is thirty five dollars a week and now that two dozen thing of eggs is seven ninety nine says five ninety nine it really does impact those people. So they really are saying, you know, I'm voting. Now whether it's the Democrats fall or whether Herschel anybody has a plan for how they're gonna solve inflation, I just think I have to come to the understanding more of there are way more people you know, you don't think I don't think of myself as, you know, somebody that's whatever, but I know the 35 cent 
increasing the gas ain't changing my life. But there are a lot of people in this country that, that does impact them. So if the, the party's in charge has inflation, you get in the sense what people are saying, well, I'm going to vote against them. But again, man, if the if if you voting for, for somebody like Herschel Walker, who ain't telling you how you're going to fix it, he's just saying it's a problem. But ain't nobody holding to no standard of saying, all right, all right, Herschel, inflation's a problem. We all see, you know, gas is up. But what, what's your plan? And these people, they're not forcing them to have a plan for what they're going to do to fix the issue. But we've talked about it before with inflation. You know, these prices are going up. And, you know, the everyday person that, you know, maybe I even take for granted and what they have to deal with, man, like, that does, you know, when you when you voting and you like, man, I just filled up my tank and that junk was $20 more than it was a month ago. I'm voting against the people. And, you know, you, you understand that. But you hope that they would say, well, what's the other party's plan to fix it? Yeah, I think more and more people, though, now are uh, looking at issues. Right. Um, You know, the last election was just that was a moral decision. Like mm-hmm. whether you, 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 you keep the good person or bad or put the good person or keep the bad person in office or not. Right. Or in some people's eyes, the good person. Mm-hmm. But that was more moral. Um, I think nowadays people are locked in on the issues, just because of what we're going through, like right now, uh, financially. Right. Right. And as much as people want to put the blame on one party versus the other party, you know, a lot of this stuff happened because of the pandemic. Right. Like the the economy, the way the economy was set up, we were probably destined to go into something like this anyway. But it sped it up even more with the uh, with the with the world health crisis. But I just think that more and more people now, I th- I think they're gonna turn out and vote. I think a lot of people are gonna vote. I uh, hope so this, this time around because, and I think too they've been putting a real big emphasis, as we talked about on local elections. Cause that's, right. that's where all the decisions get made. Mm-hmm. That's where it really affects, you know, you and I, uh, uh me and you directly right. are the, uh, are the local elections. And so I think a lot of people are going to be locked in on that this year. That's, that's what my gut tells me. And well, everybody I, I talk to is talking about voting. Well, that's what I'm saying about the, uh, the vote by mail, man. It's like, like I said, so for us, the first page is, president, senator, congressperson, maybe mayor. Now you get down to like page 10 of your ballot and it's, you know, your council member or it's the attorney general. And that's what I'm saying. Like when you, when you in the booth, man, you just sprint through that John, like, okay, 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 okay. But again, voting from home, I was able to like really look and be like, Hey man, like this person is a, a Democrat, but I may not agree with that person on that. Cause I actually had the time to actually, you know, type in their names and do some research, man. Yep. But yeah, is the is it, in the final days of the election uh, in the uh, Stacey Abrams in Georgia and Mandela Barnes and in, uh, in uh, Wisconsin, new Republican attack ads are darkening the skin tone of these black candidates who they whom they are running against. Now I remember they did that they did that jump to Obama, <laughs> but. Yeah, man, they 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 
you know, we've talked about colorism before too, but that's kind of crazy too, though, that they think like just making Stacey Abrams two shades darker will hurt her chances of election. That's the truth though. And for her, she's already dark skinned. Yeah. Right. On the darker side skin. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we talked about it. Like some people will look at, uh, her as, as, and it'll be more of a threat. Right. Um, but that's crazy, could, right? Like that's you, crazy, but I could see how that would work for, you know, for people. Like, yeah, that's crazy. So you think, <laughs> you think the week before the election, somebody was like, man, I might vote for Stacey. And then they see an ad and she's two shades dark and they like, oh, hell not. I mean, it would make them second guess probably. I think psychologically. Right. It would, it would affect you mentally some way, shape or form. That's crazy. By seeing that, like if you're on the fence, right, and you 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 know you're partly, uh, if you want to call it racist or whatever it might be, right, um, you could be like, oh, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what am I doing here? Like, I can't do this. As much as it's right, like, ah, uh, nah. Not whoa, whoa. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. That's why they do it. They wouldn't do it if it was if it didn't have that 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 shock value. Man, that's crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah. Think think about it, man. Supr- you know, supremacy. Nah, I mean, is, I mean, obviously, real obviously, obviously, they did it to Obama, and obviously, they not doing it. If they something like that, they probably tested that jump before they did it. Yeah, so like I said, psychologically, like I said, you just be like, oh, no, whoa, what was I thinking? <laughs> you I know, was, yeah, like, I was going, I was going to vote for the, I was going to vote for, but hold on, man, because the other day she was, she was like fair skin today. Mm, oh, yeah, you ain't even paying any attention to her the other day. <laughs> right, like she just, was just, just normal. Right. She was just normal, but like she black, black. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like she, yeah, she's black, black. So I, uh, I, that's crazy. I, yeah. I, I, I could, I could see, I could definitely see. And how, the thing is, is work. like, I think, uh, I think Trump lost Georgia by like sixteen thousand votes or something, something small like that. Yeah, it's like eleven thousand. I need find me eleven thousand votes. So yeah, like you only need like a small group of people to be like. Yeah, nah, she too dark skinned. Yeah. Cause think about it. When you think of like black right. or something dark, it's like evil and right. it's dominating and it's you know, you got all this negative, all these negative connotations associated with it, right? Right. So the darker it is, the more negative it is. So like, yeah, I can I can really see people, I'm telling you, just being like Man, I was gonna do the right thing, but oh man, I don't know. That's you know, crazy. they see well, not even that, but that you know, probably a lot more subtle. But they would just probably right. maybe see her in a different light, right? Is right. what I'm saying. And it yeah, come a, come across as being negative. I didn't see the video, but I'm sure it's probably like dark skin with her, like like pointing her finger or like looking angry or something too. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they were saying that about Muriel Bowser in D.C. Right, like. She can be beat, beaten, but it's hard to beat her because she never takes bad photos. Mm. Like her photos, they, they, I was out. Um, her photos are always good. Mm-hmm. Like she never takes bad photos. Like no mugging and 
things like that. It's all, you know, she's always smiling and she's very photogenic. And so that's, that's, uh, that's something they say that plays into, to her even more so than who she knows and what she knows. Right. It's the fact that you can't, you, you can't really catch her on a bad photo day. Like they, they don't have any of that on her. So, kids in Africa about to get that bag. They about to get a come up. <laughs> they about to get some uh, Adidas. They about to get some Gap stuff. Boy, they they getting anything they wanted. So yeah, uh, this week, uh, your man. Kanye has been dropped by Adidas Gap, his talent agency, and his record label after his comments about the uh, Jewish community. Uh, he so dropped yeah, himself you know. too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about with that jump. <laughs> yeah, 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 is disassociated himself. Yeah. Uh, also, this week, uh, he shut down the Donda Academy, the school. I saw that. Uh, so okay. First of all, the school job, right? Like, the school costs fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, why are you spending fifteen thousand dollars to send your kid to Kanye West? Yeah? Like, what is what what is Kanye West showing you? And they they say the school wasn't accredited. Like they every morning they was like singing songs. Even like they their school uniforms was basically dressing like him with them big ass boots and just looking like you was homeless. Huh? It's a, uh, you know, got a cult following. Yeah, Definitely I know. But like, cult but following. You, yeah, I get it. I get it. But $15,000 to send your kids there. But you think about it, right? Like Kanye, he said he for the people, right? How, how you for the people if you shut your school down in the middle of the year and like, what's this October? So what, what the kids going to do now? Huh? Yeah, they you shut, just, they shut it all down the back. Like that. And they had a, a basketball team too as well. Yeah. So they shut that down. So they, they ain't even going to have a basketball team in the season. And that's what a lot of those kids went to school there to play sports. But uh, but I read that today. Yeah, they shut down the school, which I, yeah. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Did they, Why did they shut the school down? So a couple of things I said. They said they didn't want the backlash to go to the kids, which, yeah, I don't they really know. Yeah, it's too late. They're in school. Yeah, but it's like who, I mean, had people start, I hadn't heard about had people started protesting at the school? I hadn't heard about that. Why would you go to the school and protest? Like the that's kids, what I'm saying. The kids like, had I, nothing to do with uh That's what I'm with, saying. That's why I feel that. like that's why I feel like that was a bogus thing that they said that wasn't really true because I hadn't heard nothing about, you know, people protesting. But yeah, they just shut the school down. So I mean maybe I mean Kanye they say he lost two billion dollars in the last couple of days in, in in value. So maybe he was like <laughs> Shut that junk down. I ain't paying for that thing no more. No doubt. I could understand being a parent, having your kid go there and, and unenrolling. Is that a word? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unenrolling uh, your 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 child. But, yeah, I don't see why he would, would close that school down. But he lost a lot of money. And then he lost, uh, he had the, uh, the sports agency, and he had Jalen Brown and uh, – and Aaron Donald, yeah, like I don't know what the hell they was doing signing with him anyway. But he's yeah, good, so right? That, huh? Ain't he like one of the best players? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron for, Donald's for the best. For uh, uh, the best defensive player, right? Yeah, he's the best defensive player. And Jalen Brown's an all-star, so I, I don't know why they ended up there. But So, of course, uh, you know, finally, uh, well, he sort of apologized uh, to the Jewish community for his anti-Semitic uh, remarks. Uh, but then in a Kanye way, like, not really. So, of course, the big talk is, you know, he said that Jews control the media. And then, of course, he uh, says that and then everything gets shut down. And my point with that whole thing is, is the Jewish community, when it comes, you start talking about, like, Hitler and the Holocaust and, and that kind of stuff. They move in lockstep. It ain't no, well, maybe, I don't know, we could talk about Hitler. Like, nah, they move in lockstep. And that goes back to my situation. We was talking about people were saying they never ended his business relationships when he said slavery was a choice, when he said when he wore the White Lives Matter junk, or when he said the thing of stuff about George Floyd. The difference is, is... There was no uniformity in the black community when he said those things. It was so many people when he said slavery was a choice that was like, well, I mean, you know, Kanye got a good point when he's wore the white. It's like they was always like copping pleas for him man, all the time. And I respect how the Jewish community rallied together against his anti-Semitism. But meanwhile, a lot of black folks made excuses for Kanye's constant anti-blackness and still do. And he came out and apologized to the Jewish community, but he still hasn't apologized to people that look like us. He's not going to because he takes us for granted. And right. We, and, we all and, know and how, he, how we are. That's what I'm saying. He know y'all still, not y'all. He know the music he's still going to sell now. No question. He, he didn't make it. And the thing to me, right, is like, I don't know. I, don't, I never got the shoes. The music, the last four or five albums, I never got that. That's all been trash. And so it's like he even putting out garbage and he still knew that he ain't got to apologize. People look like him because anti-Semitic stuff was bad, you know, but how was that? How was that any worse than slavery was a choice? How was that any worse than wearing a, a white supremacist White Lives Matter shirt? Yeah, they, he got me with that. But even with the uh, he wore the MAGA hat, too. Right. Yeah, he's done a lot of uh, things, and and again, I, I just man, for me, I just felt like the dude was trying to get attention, right, all along, and he crossed the line. You feel me, right? And so, like with all of that, like I, I wouldn't be able to support, and won't support any of that, right, right, just because, like, you know. <laughs> I can't even imagine how slavery was a choice. Right. So you got to watch. You get whipped every day or, you know, a, a horse on one end of your body and then another horse on the other end of the body and they make them go separate ways. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I got to sit there and watch that. In a foreign country, don't speak the language, right? Have no idea where I'm going to go to, you know what I'm saying, to even try to even run away. Or, or don't even have the uh, the means and the equipment to fight. Uh, it was a, it was it wasn't much of a choice, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I, it, wasn't, it wasn't a choice. But that's what I'm saying. It's like 
even even the George Floyd thing, right? Like, you know, we've talked about Black Lives Matter and, you know, the organization and stuff. But in in this country, like what the George Floyd murder represented to being black in this country, again, that's a direct attack on blackness. Because whether you supported Black Lives Matter or not, we all watched that video. Well, not all, but well, he got like, murdered on TV. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like you, you watched the real not, murder. Right. That's not saying like, and that's what I'm saying about his, it just feels like, it just feels like it's a direct attack on his own people. Right. And again, he came out and apologized, but he still ain't apologized to us. Man. He still ain't apologized to people to look like him. Yeah. We take each other for granted. You know, we can, we can. So you think, so you think he knows, right? I mean, obviously he lost Adidas and all of that stuff, but you think, Cause I seen people saying, "See now, Kanye's smarter than y'all. Now he's free to produce his own shoes," and that's what I'm saying. And it's like, okay, he released some shoes, man. Like, when when you gonna stand for something though, right? Yeah. Um, like when when, when you gonna to stand my, for something? I talked to my a young son about that because he man he just had to have these slides. Well, he, I mean, I you know he 14, because I because of all the kids, and I'm like, you gotta think about. What you well, you know, why you're buying them. Right. Like really why are you buying them? And uh what it represents. You know, and I was like, at some point you gotta take a stance. Cause he had asked me a bunch of questions. Right. Uh, and you know, basically asked me why I wouldn't buy them. And I was just like, man, at some point, no matter how much you like things and how much you want to be a part of something, you have to you you gotta take a stance. So so I had a conversation the other day about, you know, taking a stand against Kanye and it was brought to my attention that uh, I didn't take a stand against the NFL with Kaepernick so so yeah you know kind of hit me in my heart a little bit right and I was trying to uh, trying to figure out how to justify it in my mind and yeah I do tell and make it seem all right. and I'm still processing that John right do tell because I'm still processing a little bit yeah, because, you know, I've been, you know, job saying that to you anyway. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, I know you and, I, you, you and Mandingo. Mandingo calls me, you know, KKK. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I've i taken a little shots. I've taken a little jabs. And I, I don't know. Because, you know, New got, York is my favorite team ever, like, all time. Yeah, I still got to process that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, is well, you know, never mind. Yeah, let's nah, get into nah, it. No, nah, no. Nah. Get let's nah, get into I, it. No, nah, I'm saying like I, you know, I'm trying not to like justify, it, right? Like I'm really trying to figure out like how not to justify it. But I don't know. It feels like it feels like the Kanye thing is more of a direct attack on people that look like me. Why well, I didn't feel that with the NFL situation. Well, how could you not? They told him that they couldn't couldn't kneel in solidarity peacefully. Right. To 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 in in regards to un, un, unarmed black men and women getting murdered and killed. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And then they took it even further to state if they don't stand, then they're gonna find them. Right. And things like that, right? And nobody stood up for them either when they did it. 
Right. You feel me? Even though they says clearly why they were doing it. You know what I'm saying? They clearly stated why they were doing it. And nobody got with that. So now they clearly stating why they canceled Kanye. Right. Clearly, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? I told like, you, man. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to process that, John. Because I was, because I was really on my high horse about the Kanye situation, right? I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it's been, been years. Talk- you, I say, hey, that's that's you been know, your thing. You, you know, it's been years. I say I don't listen to the I don't listen to the music no more. I never even looked at those sneakers. I got into arguments with people about the music and the sneakers, and like the music has been trash to me. So it's like I don't understand like why we riding with this. And, you know, you look at the same way in the NFL. My team's been trash. I don't know why I'm riding with the that. The league has been trash. <laughs> yeah. The league has so. been a bad product. And then, you know, the the for me with the NFL, the straw that broke the camel's back to me is I had to go into the office and talk about it all the time. Right. And all they talked about is, man, they're so disrespectful this. And I would stand and da 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 and so, like I said, and I've said it before, I would I stand. I like I went to a, a a sporting event the other day, and I stood for the national anthem. Just right, you know, because that's that's what I was taught, and that's a part of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I do it, and I don't even know if I do it. Maybe I do it out of respect because I was taught that it was respectful to stand. Right, right. But I don't feel like that anybody ha- else has to stand if mm-hmm. they don't want to. Right. Because it's not required. There is no law, right, that requires you to stand at attention for the national anthem. Right. Just like we are saying that there's no reason for someone unarmed not to make it home that same day. Right. You feel me? Like the the, the consequence of that of those particular actions should not be death. For someone like Ahmad Arbery and them, they're like, Jay yeah, wasn't supposed to die over that right. kind of stuff. Right. Like, you know, and so I don't know. That's the that's the way I look at the uh the Kaepernick and the whole NFL situation. And then like I said, the straw um for me that broke it the second time, I was gonna come back. Man, Saquon got healthy. <laughs> You know, it was my man was playing on the team. Like, it was great. And then all the owners got together and they started talking about what they were going to do to these players and how they were going to penalize these players. Come on, man. That's not right. And like I said, I would have stood, but they ain't have to stand. Right. But, you know, I'm not saying I rock with Kanye, but, like, yeah, you've been on that man for a minute. I, like I said, late registration, and that old Kanye was fire. Yeah, that's what I said. But he I, was like saying I said, some stuff, but he just switched up. Right. So I, I made the decision, you know, whether it was Kanye or whether it was R. Kelly. I mean, obviously for different circumstances. That's different. Made, that's different. No, I'm saying I say for different circumstances, but I'm saying like I made the decision. I'm not rocking with that, right? And I guess the I guess. You know, as 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 I contemplate this and think about it, is I guess I feel like maybe it, maybe the Kanye situation is, you know, you know what hurts, you know what hurts you the most is the people closest to you, right? So it's like 
with NFL owners, there's a certain expectation of how they are. Like, that's what they are, right? But with Kanye and somebody that looks the same as you and someone that used to think a certain way, I feel like that junk hits you, at least for me, it feels like a more, because it feels like that person, it's like they would say the person who hurt you the most is the person that knows you the most, right? And it feels like it's more, it's more hurtful. I don't like, I ain't gonna say like the Candace Owens. So it's more personal because it's a person versus an institution? No, it's more personal because it's somebody that understands, right? Like I don't I don't expect Jerry Jones to understand how we felt about George Floyd. I don't expect Jerry Jones or Dan Snyder or Paul Tagliabue or Roger Goodell to understand what we felt about uh Ahmaud Aubrey or Breonna Taylor. But as I've said, there's no one I damn near hate more in this country than your man, Daniel Cameron, because that John hurts more because he's, a, he, he looks like us. Right. And he sees what happened to this innocent black woman. that looks, you know, it could be his sister. It could be his mother. And it hurts more that he was disrespectful to her. I didn't expect Mitch McConnell to care, but I feel like there had to be something in Daniel Cameron. It was like, that could be my sister. That could have been my mother. And I feel like, to me, that's what makes the Kanye and that's what makes the Daniel Cameron, that's what makes me even more angry at them. Even though, again, it all really stems from the, it all stems from the Mitch McConnells and the Dan Snyders and the Jerry Jones. But it's like, it's that, I don't know, it's that person that know that that, that should know better that hurts more. No check for Nick. No check for Nick, y'all. Wellington Park. Wellington Park. Yeah. Yeah, hey. You know you just gave yourself the Wellington Park, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Nope. You, just, you just spent a, a good bit of time giving yourself the Wellington Park, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy yeah, got the Wellington. I, yeah, I got some uh, No check, Nick. If we sign $400 million, you get a check. No, he get a drop. <laughs> we Come on, get, man. You got we gotta give a you gotta give a check. We get a hundred million. We go we go get his his uh segment professionally done. <laughs> um nah, we'll give him a check. I'm just playing. Yeah, you my man. I know you yeah. got you got college tuitions and all that stuff, man. <laughs> like we're gonna get you a check. All right, so this week's uh Wellington Park and just to, goes to uh Fox News host uh Sean Hannity. And so Tommy. First, hmm? And Tommy. And Tommy. So first he did a big segment about uh trying to scare people talking about drug dealers are putting uh fentanyl looking candy and passing out fentanyl looking candy. Now there's literally been zero reports of this, but he had this whole segment like telling parents like they shouldn't go trick-or-treating because drug dealers it's it's some can this is the thing that's funny to me about this. They've somehow infiltrated all these drug dealers in America who have this plan 
of putting fentanyl in these bags and giving it to kids. Now, I don't know too much about drug dealing, but uh, yeah, people usually just don't be giving stuff away for free to randoms. Well, not fentanyl because it kills you. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, like, like, they wouldn't, a drug dealer wouldn't, drug dealer <laughs> trying to make profit. They trying to get right. you hooked on their product. So, right. And knowing where you, and knowing like where you got, like, if you, do you throw a, a bunch of fentanyl in a, in a Halloween candy bag and the kid come home and take the fentanyl, he don't know where he got the fentanyl from to go back and get it from you. Huh? Yeah. They, or they just think that Hershey's is the uh, place that's got the, the, the bomb <laughs> candy. And Hershey's definitely ain't trying to slang some fentanyl. But, but he also said, Back when I was a kid, we had Santa Claus floats in school. Grocery stores had decorations and baked Christmas-themed pastries in the bakery. With the politically correct climate now, we don't have any of that anymore. We have declared war on God. Now, I feel like I see Christmas stuff in stores earlier every year. Yeah, they're already talking about Black Friday. Yeah. He talking about grocery stores don't have decorations. I'm like, yeah, you go in the grocery store, they got the they got the Thanksgiving stuff up already. And as soon as Thanksgiving's over, they're gonna put the Christmas stuff up. Talking about they don't you don't see cookies that look like pastries? Come on, man. Get get out of here. They, they just be they just be well in here, like just trying to scare people. But it's like you say something like that, and you just go to your grocery store and you see a complete opposite. Santa Claus floats. Come on, man. You still go to every... People don't even go to malls no more. And if you go to the mall, you still see Santa Claus in the mall. So, Sean Handy gets to Wellington Park this week. And Tommy. And, and Tommy. As I work through some stuff. I wish you well with that, man. Appreciate that. I'm proud of you, though. That was big of you. That was big of you, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be watching the games on Sunday, but, you know, I'm going I'm to figure out, figure out the next steps. Huh? The next steps. Yeah, hey, I forgot the next steps. Man, Dingo, if you're listening, we're doing intervention with you, man. <laughs> with your boy, with your boy, Tommy. Oh, man. All right, let's get up out of here. Be a problem solver, not a problem finder. Be a problem solver, not a problem finder. You can't take care of your family in life. Take care of them in death. Get you some life insurance. And real quick, a wealthy Chicago man died with over $11 million in assets. He didn't have a will or a trust fund. So his estate was divided among 119 cousins who didn't even know him. Each family member got $60,000 after taxes. One woman was quoted as saying, he is now my favorite cousin. Hey, young. Get you some life insurance. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, relationships build them before you need them. They might have been in the will for that that that, that gentleman. <laughs> uh, DNA. Know why you do what you do. Who you will let down if you fail. And have a plan. Pull up and murder cash. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. 